Bible Treasures Topic 13 Planning Welcome to the Sound Doctrine Telecast. Praise God for all the corrective teaching we receive through these series of talks. Unfortunately, people have embraced more of false teaching and doctrine than getting established in the sound doctrine of God's word. Even though this is a sad state of affairs, there is no surprise about it because this is what was predicted even in the first century. Turn with us to 2nd Timothy 4th chapter, verses 3 and 4. The time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers, and they will turn their ears away from the truth, and be turned aside to fables. In other words, what we understand from this passage is that the false teachers and false teaching will be in heaps, whereas sound doctrinal teaching will be only a handful of things. This background, with a lot of burden and concern for the welfare of God's people, we are bringing these subjects to you week after week. Today, our subject is how not to plan. Beloved, do you know that salvation is basically coming under a new management? That means we receive Jesus Christ not only as our Savior, but also as our Lord. Apostle Paul, on the first instance of his conversion right on the road to Damascus, he cried aloud unto God asking, Lord, what will you have me to do? When we talk about how not to plan, we need to understand how we generally miss out on God's will. However, God's will is a serious matter. It cannot be taken lightly. We even say that God's will is eternal in its nature. Matthew's Gospel, 7th chapter. Here we have the Sermon on the Mount of the Lord Jesus Christ. He says so emphatically in verse 21. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Easy to say, Jesus is my Lord and Jesus is my Lord, without having any attention whatsoever towards this very serious eternal matter called doing the will of God. In order to prove that doing the will of God is eternal in nature, we would like you to turn also to another scripture passage, 1 John, 2nd chapter. We'll read to you the 17th verse. The world is passing away and the lust of it, but he who does the will of God, he abides forever. So, beloved, with the world that we are seeing and the system that we are accustomed to, that all will pass away, but he who does the will of God shall abide forever. He will abide for eternity. You understand the seriousness of God's will. So, beloved, doing the will of God is not an earthly option, but it is our eternal obligation. 
Our life is full of decisions. Very common saying, decisions either make us or they break us. Now it can do either depending upon what choice we make in the matter of decision. You make wrong choices, what will happen? You will invariably end up in utter confusion and chaos in your life. You know, when we make wrong decisions, it will cause irreversible damage to our own selves. I want to tell you something at the very outset of these talks. For God's people, it is not a choice between good and bad, but it is a choice between good and better. As far as God's people are concerned, it is not a choice between good and bad, but it is a choice between good and better. As usual, under this topic also, we will study ten lessons. How not to plan. Lesson number one. Do not ignore the general Bible teaching. Do not ignore the general Bible teaching. There is a very important and perhaps the most basic truth we need to understand in the matter of God's will. God's word is God's will. God's word is God's will. If we neglect reading and meditation of God's word, it is very unlikely we will ever find out God's will. We would like you to turn to some key text, one in Psalm 119 and words 105. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. In other words, without the word of God, we will only be groping in darkness. The same psalm come to words 133. Direct my steps by your word and let no iniquity have dominion over me. In other words, every step that I need to take, O oh Lord, let it be in accordance to your word. Another very interesting words, the same Psalm 165th words. Great peace have those who love your law and nothing causes them to stumble. What is the meaning of great peace? Steady in their life. Walk with confidence and steadfastness in their life. There's nothing causes them to stumble. There will be no unnecessary turbulence and agitation in their life. When we say that the word of God is the will of God, we want you to differentiate between the general will of God and the specific will of God. The general will of God is the same for all the children of God. But the specific will of God, it changes from situation to situation and from candidate to candidate. The word of God is the will of God in general. As we immerse ourselves in the study of the word of God, which is the general will of God, that becomes a foundation or the basis for us to understand the will of God in specific. 
is what all the senior men of God told their successors. Book of Deuteronomy 4th chapter. See what Moses tells the people in his time. First verse. Now, O Israel, listen to the statutes and the judgments which I teach you to observe. Now, what will be the result of such a commandment if it is obeyed? Be careful to observe them, for this is your wisdom and your understanding in the sight of the peoples who will hear all these statutes and say, Surely this great nation is a wise and understanding people. When God's people conduct themselves according to the word of God, the outsiders will be able to testify that is true practical wisdom and that is true understanding. That's what exactly Moses told Joshua also. Joshua 1st chapter and the 8th verse. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it, for then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. You will behave prudently when you get stuck with the word of God. That's what Moses was telling his successor, Joshua. Now look at what David told his young son, Solomon. First King, second chapter. Now if you look at the third words. Keep the charge of the Lord your God to walk in his ways, to keep his statutes, his commandments, his judgment, and his testimonies as written in the law of Moses, that you may prosper in all that you do, and wherever you turn or go. You know, here David is bringing out five vital aspects of the word of God. He says God's word contains ways in which we should walk. It's a blueprint for our life's journey. Then he says they contain statutes for us. It is like inscribing them or engraving them on the tablets of our heart. It talks about commandments. It is like constitutional commandments for a nation or a kingdom. That is why in several countries when they take an oath of office for the highest position in the country, they do it on the Bible. And then it speaks about judgments. In any situation, we will be able to discern which is right and which is wrong. And then it talks about testimony. This word testimony is a legal term. That means in the court of law, you keep on telling the same thing, testifying over and over again. Same thing, you repeat. At least in the initial stages, Solomon listened to what David said. And what was the result? The same book, 1st Kings 4th chapter, come to verse 29. And God gave Solomon wisdom and exceedingly great understanding and largeness of heart like the sand of the sea. Now, beloved, this is what we are trying to emphasize here. You study the word of God, that becomes the basis for your any situation as to do God's will. Take for example the Lord Jesus Christ himself. What he did at the time of his incarnation. Hebrews 10th chapter. Look at the 7th verse. This is what he tells his father. 
Behold, I have come in the volume of the book it is written about me to do your will, O God. In other words, Jesus is saying there is a Bible here. I am going to read that Bible and whatever is written in that Bible, that I am going to obey and that is doing your will, O Father. If you trace the footsteps of the Lord Jesus Christ, you know what you will find? At every stage, he did according to what was written concerning him in the Bible. His native place was Nazareth. And he grew up in Nazareth. And obviously he liked his native place. But he left Nazareth and he went to Naphtali. Why did he go there? Turn with us to Matthew's Gospel, 4th chapter. 12th verse. When Jesus heard that John had been put into prison, he departed to Galilee. 13th words, he left Nazareth and he went to Naphtali. Why did he do that? Look at the 14th words. That it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet. There was a situation that John was imprisoned and there was a confirmatory scripture. So there was a situation and there was a scripture. Jesus positively responded and he moved away from Nazareth and to Naphtali. What a beautiful example, beloved, that whatever may be a situation in our life, get into the word of God and understand the mind of God and walk therein. That is the way and the will of God. I want to bring an example from the ministry of the apostles. Turn with us to the book of Acts, the 13th chapter. They were all going on their missionary journey. Read verse 46. Paul and Barnabas grew bold and said it was necessary that the word of God should be spoken to you first, but since you reject it and judge yourselves unworthy of everlasting life, behold, we turn to the Gentiles people did not respond to the gospel message the Jewish community, so that situation made them to turn to the Gentiles. That was not everything. There was a confirmatory scripture. Verse 47. So the Lord has commanded us, I have set you to be a light to the Gentiles, that you should be for salvation to the ends of the earth. The lesson has become very clear to us now. There is a situation. Understand the mind of God from the scripture. Then go therein, there you are doing the will of God in specific. Unless we concentrate on the basic study and meditation of God's word, it is impossible to find God's will. There are so many branches of science. But you should study the basic science and then you should go to the various branches of science. You know what is the Bible? In the Bible, we have got not only teaching, we have got examples also. That is the meaning of law and testimony. The Bible is composed of both. We should look into that. If we don't obey and go according to that word, no light for our footpath. So, beloved, every time you read the Bible, don't simply say, Lord, show me your will. 
Rather, like the psalmist, we should pray, Oh Lord, teach me to do your will. Because as we take the word of God into our being, the entrance of your word gives light. It tells me what I should do. So I am totally in darkness, but that entrance of God's word gives me all the enlightenment that I need for walking in God's will. Here lies the importance of a regular and systematic and daily meditation of God's word. That's what Psalm 1 says. Blessed is a man who meditates on the word of the Lord day and night. What will be the result? Whatever he does shall prosper. How not to plan? Do not ignore the general Bible teaching. God bless you.